Hi, welcome back to another episode of In the Highs and the Lows. Today I'm here with Matt and we're talking about how God is loving. Matt, tell us a fun fact. Tell us a fun fact. Oh my gosh. Um, okay, it's a weird fact um, that when I get out of the shower, I don't like my feet to touch the floor. And so I walk on my heel and my toes. So like the actual... So you just don't want the arch of your foot to yep. hit the floor. Yep, basically. Interesting. Is that, is that, I figured that was better than a fun fact because at least it makes me interesting. That's interesting for sure. Yeah, that, that's as fun as we get. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, alrighty, tell us about your topic. Okay, so I get the opportunity to talk about God is love. Um, <laughs> and honestly, I think what I like the most about that idea is I think you hear that from Christians and non-Christians. You hear that mm-hmm. a lot. But it's kind of like, what in the world does that mean? Yeah. Um, but then I think you also have people who obviously would disagree with that, um, Christian or not Christian. Um, and so mm-hmm. when I think about it, I think that's probably the number one attribute people either believe about God or they would say that, yes, that might be true, but they would probably also disagree with it. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, so if anything, that's why I'm excited about it, just because I like to make things mm-hmm. super practical. Yeah. Fun. Okay. Do you have any scripture for us or Bible stories? Um, about God is love. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Can I can I guess ahead of time? Uh, yes. Let's guess. Could it, could it be I, first? I'm gonna guess. You're only gonna guess one of them. Is it gonna be in First John? I don't remember what chapter. Uh, that's one of them. Yes. Okay. That's the only guess I have. Okay. You didn't guess the most obvious one. I thought. What do you think? Okay. If you think about God being loving, it might be so obvious you'll forget. What's like the number one Bible verse that even non-Christians know? Oh, John 3.16? Yeah. You're like the third person in this series to use that one. (laughs) It's so fun. For sure. What I thought people would guess. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, Okay. So here's kind of where I want to start. Let me ask you a question. When you think about God being loving, what comes to mind? I mean, honestly, just like the cross. Yeah. And just like the fact that he died for us in a loving nature, so that we yeah. are no longer dead. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> the big one. Perfect. Okay. Let me ask the opposite question. When you think about people who don't necessarily believe in Christianity or God, mm-hmm. um, what do you think are some of the reasons why they feel like God is not loving? Because they're looking at us rather than God. Because I think okay. if we're the church, a lot of the times that also means people are assuming that we're also like what you should be seeing as a church. And it's like you shouldn't be viewing Christians as Christ. Yeah. And I think that that's where that goes south and where people start thinking God isn't loving. On top of that, there's all the cases in the Bible where it's like, and God sent Israel into captivity over Babylon, like all that type of stuff For where sure. people are also like, mm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, I agree. The only reason why I ask you those questions is because, okay, so we'll start with how do we even know that God is loving? But Mm -hmm. then really what I want to spend, like most of my verses have more to do with this idea of for the person out there who thinks God doesn't love them, Mm -hmm. like what would the Bible say to that person and what are some of those objections? So kind of what you already said of like, we can point to all these bad things or like maybe I prayed this prayer for God to do this good thing and he didn't Mm -hmm. give it to me, so therefore he doesn't love me. So so a lot of what I want to, talk about has to do with that but okay so the first starting point is what you said um when people think about god being loving the verse is in first john 4 8 um and it says anyone who does not love does not know god and then specifically the next part says because god is love Mm -hmm. and so part of why that's so fascinating to me is because it's not very often in the bible especially where you see 
God is something. Does that make yeah. sense? And so the fact that it's saying God is love, meaning like his entire nature, everything he does, all of it in one way or another comes out of this idea that he is love. So mm-hmm. if the person's asking, okay, how do we even know that God is loving? Um, it would be because everything God does comes out of that nature. Does that make sense? Yeah. At all? Okay. But then here's really where I, where I want to spend. So let's start with that John three sixteen verse. Um, mm-hmm. I think for a long time, I kind of felt like God has to love me, but then I also kind of felt like, okay, like when I sin, when I mess up, when anyone does something bad, right? Like Mm -hmm. God doesn't love that person. And I think a lot of times I even feel like, especially growing up, I would feel like, I think God is kind of like this weird referee where like Mm -hmm. he kind of gets pleasure out of like blowing the whistle and being like you're out of bounds or you made a foul or you did whatever yeah, like, that's a good way to describe it <laughs> like i feel like people kind of feel that way like like mm-hmm. god kind of delights in it and, yeah and god kind of wants to judge people and then the last thing i'll say about that is going back to what you said earlier i think mm-hmm. a lot of people look at christians as the example mm-hmm. and because we can be very judgmental and because we can say and condemn a lot of people and mm-hmm. i think people feel like well then god's that same way so so the verse that we all know, okay, John three sixteen says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. Mm-hmm. So for me, I think you have to ask the question, according to that verse, if we're going to let God speak for himself, according to that verse, mm-hmm. the reason why he sent Jesus is because he loves the world, yeah. not because he wants to hurt the world or anything. Mm-hmm. But then the second verse is even more important. In verse 17, it says, For God did not send his son into the world, to condemn the world, but mm-hmm. in order that the world might be saved through him. Yeah. So in other words, according to that verse, if we're going to let Jesus speak for himself, he would say that God sent his son not to condemn the world, not mm-hmm. to judge the world, but to save the world. And the reason why I point that out is because I think most people don't believe that Christian or not. I think they yeah. kind of believe, no, Jesus is really kind of out to get me and condemn me. Yeah. Does that make sense? It's like I'm following Jesus but like at the same time what Jesus is doing is showing me how I'm sinning yeah. so that I can remember mm, this this is how you messed up for sure but it's like that's not what the Bible logistically says yeah absolutely no I love that I think the way you said that is perfect um so not that I think that's gonna like oh if you if you've heard this for the first time like you're gonna be convinced like it's not that mm-hmm. I think that that's gonna convince you all of a sudden I guess I more mm-hmm. just want to challenge people's premise of if you're going to say God is or isn't a certain way, you mm-hmm. have to support that with evidence, right? Like we can't yeah. just go around making stuff up. So what I'm saying is if you're going to say that Jesus wants to condemn people, then you have to show evidence to that. Yeah. And so what this verse is, is showing like, hey, it's no, counter evidence. Yeah, it's counter evidence, right? So you at least have to consider it and think about it. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Here, here's another one kind of along the same lines. Um, I think, most people who have heard the gospel know that if you don't believe in Jesus and you have sin, then your ultimate consequence is hell. Mm -hmm. And so I think some people actually kind of, if they're being honest, they think in their head and in their heart that like God wants them to go to hell. Like that, like that's his idea, right? He's the one who created hell. Mm -hmm. It's his idea. So therefore he wants people to go there. So the verse that I would use to refute that idea comes from second Peter three, nine, it says, the Lord is not slow to fulfill his promise as some count slowness, but is patient towards you, not wishing that any should perish, but that all should reach repentance. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. <clears throat> Excuse me. So for me, 
um, once again, kind of with the other verse, like I, if I'm going to say God is or isn't something, I have mm-hmm. to have evidence to support that. Yeah. And so this shows me, okay, well, even if I feel like God does want people to go to hell, this is versus saying the exact opposite. He's saying literally, mm-hmm. like, I, I don't want people to perish. I don't want people to go to hell. Mm-hmm. That's why Jesus hasn't returned yet. It's because he's trying to be patient and give people more time to believe in him. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah. So when you hear those verses, not that you have to have a profound thought, but what do you think when you hear things like that? I think that that's very much like, I'm thinking about it from a different perspective now. Cause like, especially with that John three sixteen through 17, I've grew up in private school. I went to private yeah. school until eighth grade, didn't start public school until my ninth grade. So I remember every other sermon that we'd hear at chapel was John three 16, but have you heard verse 17? Yeah, yeah. Very specific memory of that. Yeah. But like hearing it like that and just thinking about it and it's like thinking about it more rather than I would in like fifth grade. Sure. It's like, wow, like God isn't calling us to condemn us because like I love Jesus with all my heart and soul. But that idea of like maybe he's out to get me, like it's hard not to think that sometimes sure. yeah. because it's like you see the punishments throughout the Bible of sin and it feels like that's coming out to get you. Because yeah. a lot of the times like as humans, we don't take criticism well. Yeah. And it's like we have this like consequence for our sin and it's something we deserve. For and sure. it's like something that's correcting us that we learn in the future so we can be a better example for Jesus. Yeah. But it's like, are we learning that that is to condemn us or are we learning that that is to actually help us grow in the future? Because yeah. I feel like we get in this idea in our head that it's like that is to condemn us, that is to bring us down. Jesus is trying to get at us. God is trying to get at us. He doesn't want us with him. But it's like that's not what that's saying at all. It's yeah. rather like I'm helping. Like I know there's a punishment, but this is so that you can be with me in the future. For sure. Yeah, yeah. no, absolutely. Do you think this is also true? I think sometimes... I don't know that we could ever get people to admit this, but like, I think we also treat God very unrealistically. So for example, if we're being honest, we do something wrong. Mm -hmm. And if we get punished for that, or if something bad happens to us, Mm -hmm. like the reality is, I think in our heart of hearts, we want God just to take away every single consequence, regardless of what we actually deserve. Mm -hmm. And that's just not real life. Like that's, you know, and it goes against other attributes of him. But I think that's the part for me, like if I could wave this magic wand to convince people, is just because something bad happened to you, number Mm -hmm. one, it doesn't necessarily mean God caused it. Yeah. It also doesn't necessarily mean God wanted it to happen. Yeah. And then number three, I think we oftentimes downplay what we actually deserve. Like there's Mm -hmm. consequences to our actions. And half the time we try to justify what we do. And so what I've found is really people have a problem with God because we really want him just to never give us any consequence whether we deserve it or not. Yeah. And I feel on top of that, we have this idea that like God is this like snobby God. Do you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. when a person is like perfect or like a the person version of perfect, not yeah. legitimately perfect, but it's like they seem all pretty and perfect on the outside. They often come across really, really snobby. Yeah. And I think that's how we often like think about God. It's yeah. like this God that's like looking down on you because you're not like me. Yeah. And it's like, that's not, God knows you're not like him. For sure. That's Absolutely. the reason he sent his son because you're not like him. Yeah. 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 Well, and it's funny you say that because I didn't even think of these verses in regards to God being loving, but like, um, yeah, this idea of God being snobby, right? Like, he can sympathize with us because he became us, right? So the fact that Jesus became a human being and it wasn't like this fake human being, like I always think of, I think we think of like 
that Jesus was like boss baby. Have you? I, I have I've seen boss. So I have younger siblings. A, a small example, but we think like, oh, he pretended to be like a human. He pretended mm-hmm. to be a baby, but it's like no, he really was. And so there's this verse in Hebrews that talks about because he put on flesh like we did, mm-hmm. and he's able to sympathize with our weakness. Yeah, and he's able to. Um, give us grace and mm-hmm. give us mercy because mm-hmm. he knows what it's like to be tempted. And so I think we often forget that side of God yeah. that he knows what it's like to suffer mm-hmm. in various ways and to hurt. And so his ability to even be loving towards us and be compassionate towards us comes from the fact that he's not just this all powerful God who sits in the sky. Like he knows mm-hmm. what it's like yeah. to be you. Does that make sense? Yeah. No, I for sure agree with that. Um, okay, so this is like one of my last verses that is probably one of my favorite um, because it really blew my mind. So, okay, I've known a lot of these things we're talking about for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a lot older than you, so I've been thinking about it, studying it, experiencing it. But then, man, if I was being transparent, if someone asked me this question probably like three or four years ago, if someone said, hey, do you think that God is a pleased or slightly happy on a scale of one to 10, even if it's not all the way, but is he slightly happy if evil people get what they deserve? I probably would have said, yeah. Like if, if we're talking about actual evil people, like yeah. think of like, like Hitler or whoever. Yeah. Like, Ted Bundy. Yes, Ted Bundy, right? Whoever. Like I think of, because God is just, then I think, yeah, there's probably a part of him that is good and okay and takes pleasure in punishing evil people. Mm-hmm. So then I read this verse, and there, it, it says it three or four times in the book of Ezekiel, but the example I have is Ezekiel eighteen twenty three. He's talking to Israel about their sin and how he wants them to repent, and then he uses this verse. He says, God's talking, he says, Have I any pleasure in the death of the wicked, declares the Lord God, and not rather that he should turn from his evil way and live. Mm -hmm. So in other words, um, oh, he says, yeah, I have no pleasure in the death of the wicked. And so I remember when I read that, I'll be like, I was really blown away. That blew my paradigm because I was thinking like, okay, I know Matt Thigpen. If you're talking about Hitler, Ted Bundy, someone who hurts my family, Mm -hmm. like, yeah, I I may not shout it from the rooftops, but like, I'm going to be glad if that person dies or gets what they deserve. So I kind of expect God to be that way. And so this verse is telling me the opposite of that, that even the wicked person who deserves a punishment, Mm -hmm. God doesn't sit there and like clap his hands or get a grin or a smile. Like he doesn't delight in that. And so for me, that just like short circuited my brain. Yeah, that's crazy. Like I have younger siblings and it's like, even with like siblings, it's that effect. It's like my sister steals my phone charger. All of a sudden when she gets in trouble for stealing my phone charger, it feels a little bit good because I'm like, she stole my phone charger. Yeah, absolutely. But it's like, it's weird to think that like, there's no part of God that is like that. Yeah. Like that. It's weird to even think about that as like a sinful part of ourselves. For sure. Because if that's not part of God, that's part of our sinful nature. Yeah. Which is weird to think about because that's something you would never have thought about otherwise. Yeah, absolutely. And I know even even for me, like I want, um, even though I don't want to admit this, like I kind of like revenge. Like that's that's why those movies and things like that are so popular, right? Is because I think we all kind of like it. And this verse shows me part of how I know that God is loving is like, He's not a vengeful, revenge-type God. Yeah. Um, So I'd wrap that whole thing up by saying, I think we have to remember that God is not us. 
Mm-hmm. And so just because we feel a certain way doesn't mean that God feels that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that verse, once again, is just another reminder of me that I need to base what I think about God more off of what he says and not off of how I feel, mm-hmm. not off of what another Christian person tells me. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, just off of his word. Yeah. Okay. Do you have anything else for us? No, that was it. That, okay, that, those cool. were my only good deep thoughts. I hope that was helpful. No, that was really, really solid. Okay, cool. Well, thank y'all all so much for listening. Um, if you have a friend that wants to listen, we stream on now Pandora. That one's a new one. Nice. Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. And there was one other that I've never heard of, so you probably don't use it. So don't worry about that one. Um, what is it? I don't want to know. I, I don't remember. It's uh, some off branch of Pandora because okay, I signed yeah. up for them at the same time by yeah, accident. Yeah. Um, yes, but you can go stream it on all of that. On top of that, follow my Instagram at in the highs dot in the lows. I do daily updates for all of the Advent series. And then once the Advent series is over, we'll have weekly episodes and there'll be updates for that as well. Okay, cool. Thank you so much for listening. Bye.